Have you been stopped at the airport recently by someone wearing a navy blue shirt and a white cap? They ask you to sign up with some face recognition software saying that it is going to help you drastically shorten the wait time outside the airport. You even get small food and beverage discounts if you sign up. It is called Digiatra and I'm sure you've heard about it. It's basically an online wallet that has all your ID information plus your biometric data. A contactless facial recognition based passenger entry system to be precise. Once you have it and you go to an airport that has Digiatra, you don't have to scuffle around your bag looking for documents and wait for your turn with the CISF guy who looks at your ID and then he looks at your face and then again your ID and then again your face and finally he lets you enter the airport. The government launched Digiatra in December last year labeling it as the future of air travel. As of now it is deployed across at least 8 government and privately owned airports across the country. Sounds quite good, no? I mean, air travel has become more affordable, which means more and more people are going to be taking flights. So anything that helps with a seamless air travel experience, bring it on, right? But go on social media and you'll find a whole bunch of stories from passengers complaining about how they were aggressively pushed to sign up for Digiatra. Even airlines are sort of reluctant to participate on the platform. But for it to work properly, multiple stakeholders including the airport authorities and airlines have to come together it is a tough journey but what is in it for airports and airlines welcome to daybreak a business podcast from the ken i'm your host nigda sharma and i don't chase the news cycle instead thrice a week on mondays wednesdays and fridays i will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time Today is Wednesday, the 13th of September. who runs digiyatra it's called the digiyatra foundation or dyf it is a not for profit company created to streamline air travel in india the airports authority of india or the aai which is a public sector enterprise responsible for civil aviation infrastructure holds a 26% stake in dyf the rest of it is held by five private airports namely cochin bangalore delhi hyderabad and mumbai A senior official who works with the AI told my colleague the Ken reporter Anushka Jain that to implement Digiatra's functionalities at four government owned airports the AI gave a contract worth 160 to 165 crore rupees to a consortium of two companies So what do you get out of all this as a passenger You are basically able to avoid the usual airport queues that move at snail pace The idea is that those who sign up will not have to get their ID and flight tickets checked by the CISF personnel. As great as it sounds, and I'm sure you'll agree, giving your biometric information is not the best feeling. Many people hesitate and it is only fair, right? Stories of biometric data being leaked are not unheard of, so if passengers are concerned, it is valid. On its part, sometime in March this year, the Ministry of Civil Aviation did clarify this concern. 
Minister Jyotiraditya Sindhya said that the passengers' data is encrypted and stored in the wallet of their smartphone and not in a centralized storage. It is shared only between the passenger and the airport of travel origin, where the passenger's Digiyatra ID needs to be validated. And after 24 hours of departure, the data is deleted from the airport system. Coming up next, we discuss why some people have been complaining about being forced to sign up for Digiyatra. At all the airports where it is functional, Digiyatra appointed staff called buddies, the ones wearing navy blue shirts and white caps. Each one of them was given a daily target of 100 enrollments through the Digiyatra app. And then from June onwards, Digiyatra installed kiosks at airports, after which the staff were given an additional target of enrolling one user every five minutes on each machine that was given to them. Slowly, sign-ups via the app improved, so the targets for it were removed in September this year. But the push for machine-based enrollments still continued. Anushka spoke to DYF's Suresh Kharagbavi and he said that the staff members have certainly not been instructed to force any passengers to sign up. But remember, they have daily targets which they have to meet. He said, and I'm quoting, maybe people are being asked to enroll, but it is certainly something which is optional and not mandatory for passengers. They can always choose between Digiyatra or the manual process. End quote. Meanwhile, DYF also wants to invest more in social media outreach to get more people on board. DYF also plans on expanding the ecosystem's use cases to include ID validation for hotel check-ins, passport-based enrollments, and minor travelers' credential creation for parents and guardians. And now to the important question. What is in it for the airlines and also the airports? Stay tuned to find out. For airlines, the journey of getting on Digiatra has been filled with some reluctance mainly because the benefits for them from this app is still not very clear. Officials from the Ministry of Civil Aviation and the DYF have had to urge airlines to help in outreach and drive enrollment. Ever since, airlines have been emailing and messaging their passengers about Digiyatra-based boarding ahead of their flights. For airlines, this is still a small ask because they've already done the heavy lifting by sharing passenger data with the Digiyatra platform. This allows the digital authentication of passengers' boarding passes. But when the Civil Aviation Ministry first started pushing this to the airlines, they were still trying to recover from the losses they suffered during the pandemic, which is why they weren't willing to integrate Digiatra. An airline executive explained it to us. They said, and I'm quoting, configuring our systems to it would require us to purchase additional features to the tune of 2 crore rupees from our tech provider and Digiatra provided no apparent revenue benefits for us. End quote. But finally, after facing a lot of pressure from the ministry to integrate with Digiatra, airlines found a temporary low-cost solution. Now, they send details of flights and passengers 10 to 12 hours before their departure to the airport's internal Digiyatra biometric-based boarding system or DYBBS system. The boarding system then uses this information to verify the passengers' boarding passes when they enter the airport. Talking about airports, what is in it for them? Airports have been promoting the platform through advertisements at terminals and small discounts on food and beverage purchases. As of last month, 
nearly three and a half million passengers had used the Digiatra platform. Now, think about it. For airports, this is an opportunity to get more revenue if faster processes frees up a traveler's time. Because that means the passenger will be spending more time inside the airport, meaning more chances of them spending money. Airports enjoy the highest margins, as high as 40% on duty-free sales, which is followed by F&B and retail sales outside of duty-free zones. Which is why it was not surprising when we got to know from multiple individuals closely associated with its implementation that the idea for Digiatra came from the airports themselves. But to actually implement it at the scale that the government wants to, airports have to bear some costs. Stuff like setting up facial recognition scanner systems, e-gates and softwares that connect their internal systems to the Digiatra app and website. Dhruv Godara, a tech consultant at GMR, told us that the cost of installing these systems and tweaking the existing IT systems to implement Digiatra at a private airport is estimated to have been over 15 crore rupees. Dear listeners, this is just a part of Anushka's full report. There is a lot more to the story that you should know about. To read it, click on the link that I have added to the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening. See you on Friday. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.